How you doing, Super Scoreboard fans? This is Stephen Mill from the Big Scottish Football Podcast. If you like what you hear from this week's episode, you can subscribe to our very own channel by searching for the Big Scottish Football Podcast via your regular podcast provider. Or you can give us a follow on Twitter as well, at Big Football Scott. You can get us on Facebook and Instagram. And thank you again for taking the time to listen to our latest episode. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right, we've made it to episode 20 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill and he's Ewan Cameron. How are you doing? You all right? Loving the World Cup. Well, it's all right. There's been some good things about it. Been some mediocre things. Were you not happy last night when Senegal got beat 3-0? No. I no, no, I wasn't particularly to be honest with you. He I was thought, not. No. I thought Senegal uh, were so poor after England scored their first goal. Well, England's goals were really well taken. I'll say yeah. that. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about it later. Right, we'll talk about it later. Anyway, we're at episode twenty. Can we work out how many downloads and listens we've had? Pro- intern Callum, and he'll call you producer Callum there. But that'd be wrong. That uh, would you want to find out by like the end of this? Yeah. Okay. Well, you've got a bit of what half what? an hour, thirty-five minutes. Why? Why are we doing that? I, I just, I just wanted to know more than anything. And we're going to publicly announce? No, because I saw another podcast, not football related, um, put something up last night, and I was like, that doesn't seem very much. <laughs> and then I thought, well, that's a lot. It might be a lot, and nobody <laughs> listens to us. Because I, when I when I read that, I was like, I don't think that's very much. When it comes to podcasts. For me, a lot of podcasts can be slow burns, mm-hmm. right? Now, there are podcasts that I listen to that started off really slowly, but it just needs that one episode for it to, like, go boom. Yeah. And sometimes it can take a couple of years for that to happen. Yeah. I think we're only 20 episodes in. I think we're a slow burn. Okay. Well, That's all I'm going to say. I think we're a slow burn. Okay. What number would you be happy with? A million. <laughs> I'd be happy with well, You're going to be very disappointed. I'd be happy with a million. Okay. A million? Would you not be happy with a million? Mate, if we had a million people listening to this over the 20 episodes that we've been doing this, right? I would strip, get naked, yeah. run out of the studio and have a swim in the canal. Okay. Well, I'd already be there having done that. So, like, if it's a million, that's what we'll do, okay? No. Keep... When we get to a million... No. No, it's not when we get to it. If we've got it now... The big Scottish football strip. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what we'll do. The big Scottish football strip when we hit a million. Uh, right, anyway, welcome along. We're going to preview all the World Cup action coming up. Also look back on Scottish football as well at the weekend. Lots to chat about. And we'll check in if Scottish football were a supermarket and talk about Civic Slam, a.k.a. Hearts versus Almeria yesterday. What the hell was going on there, you and Cameron? Forget Tyson Fury and Derek Chisora from the other night there in the box. And it was all about Hearts versus Almeria. Did you see the fight? The bust up on the touchline there. It was, that was unbelievable. That was way better than Fury and Chisora. Can I also say as well, the referee, he's got to stop that fight after six, seven rounds. Why he let, let that go to round 10 was was unprofessional. I mean, he was getting an absolute battering with Chisora. I switched off after three rounds because I was like, this is not... It's possible. a mismatch. Uh, you can find us all on your usual podcast providers and on Twitter, at Scott, And we're on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Right, let's get stuck into it then. We'll start with the SPFL review in the Championship. Air United, Dundee, Queen's Park and Morton are flying, although Morton drew the weekend. Hamilton are both are struggling. And what about Jamie Snedden and his last-minute header to equalise for Partick Thistle. Everybody's been chatting about that at the weekend. The first ever goalkeeper to score an outfield goal for Partick Thistle. Ever? Ever. In the history of the club. Is that a true fact? That is a true yeah. fact. Who who told you? Was that in turn Callum or did you find out yourself? I found out myself, yeah. PTFC stats or PTFC archives on Twitter tweeted it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good header as well. It was a, it was a very good header. Um, it does say a bit as to where Partick Thistle are that they're celebrating a last-minute equaliser against Cove. But it's always good when it's a goalkeeper, though. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, that, that, is, that is pretty cool. You look at the way the Liverpool reacted when Alisson scored that last-minute winner against uh, West Bromwich Albion when yeah. there was 1-1 and they needed to win because they wanted to qualify for the... Champions League getting yeah. to the, the, the top four so that was a good good moment for Liverpool but getting back to Championship can I just say Arbroath and Hamilton done they're done particularly Hamilton I think they're gone 
Now, they're, John, they're finished as far as I'm concerned. I cannot believe how bad they are. John Rankin is the Hamilton manager. Not for much longer. Um, I doubt he will be there for much longer. He's had a horrible, horrible spell in charge. Um, are they relegated? To the they're league? gone. I, I genuinely think they're gone. If, 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 bear in mind that Hamilton... What, two seasons ago? We're in the Premiership? Correct. Am I right in saying two it's seasons unbelievable. Ago? I mean, they had a poor season last year, mm-hmm. and here they are. They're bottom of the table. I actually think that they're going to stay in the bottom two right till the end of the campaign. They'll either be in a playoff or they're going to get relegated. I don't see them being safe this year. Cove are just a few points above nah. Cove at home, couple I think. couple of wins. Nah, see, Cove, I think they're going to be okay at home. I think their home record will keep them in that division. I think Hamilton are poor at home and away, as it's already proved. I don't think that the manager's going to be there much longer. But there's something fundamentally wrong at Hamilton. It's a it's it's it's, it's poor from them. Is Dick Campbell going to be at our broth much longer? <sighs> but look what he did last year. I think he's got some credit in the bank, isn't he? Well, yeah, but you know, football, nah. You know I think I like. think Dick Campbell will be fine. I think he's in with the woodwork. I think he's going to get the time to get them out of trouble. And do you know what? Out of the two, I would say Dick Campbell's got a better chance. Yeah. of getting our broth out of it than Hamilton are. He did an interview, I think, a couple of weeks ago, Dick Campbell, and he was like, our aim this season, even going into this season, after last year, was still to stay in the league. And I guess they're still in with a chance of doing that. They're only a couple of wins away from Cove. So we'll see what happens as the season continues. Air United keep winning 2-0 against Wraith Rovers at the weekend. And that means they are still top of the pile, but Dundee are closing in. Four wins on the spin for Dundee now. They're hitting a bit of form, beating Inverness 1-0 on Saturday in Queen's Park, only a point further behind 4-0 winners against Hamilton. Who's going to come out of the pack there? Ultimately, Dundee have got the stronger squad. Ultimately, Dundee will go on and win the league comfortably. Now, I would, I would agree with you, but... Just to play devil's advocate for a second, normally Dundee would have the financial advantage over all those other teams that I've just mentioned, but Queen's Park have a lot of money. They have lots of cash. I still think it's Dundee. If they're in with a chance, which they will be, of going up come January and they decide to spend a wee bit more money... Do you think they will? uh, Well, they have spent a lot of money so far. There are players who have gone there and doubled their wages from full-time teams. So you think they'll throw more at it in January if they're there or there's about? Well, they they can because... But you think they will? Yeah, I don't see why not. So are you telling me right now that Queen's Park are going to go no, up? I think Dundee will ultimately still win, but I think Queen's Park are going to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. And they will be in the playoffs? Yes, absolutely. And if they're in the playoffs, would they beat... Nah, don't think so. They don't. I think that the Premiership teams, there is a bit of a gap developing. But, again, it depends who they sign because they've got lots and lots of money. They've got endless pots of money, hundreds of millions to spend. I think the cream will rise to the top and Dundee will ultimately win that league. I think you're right. I think Queen's Park will probably finish in the playoffs. Who else in the playoffs? Air United, possibly. I mean, they're playing well just now. Um, Who else, really? I mean, I think it's... I think it's... Wide open. It'll be, it'll be Morton. I think Morton. Do you think Morton will be all right in the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. I think Dougie Emery seems to be doing an extremely good job there. I had my doubts um, when uh, so, so, they started the season with right. Morton because there'd been so many problems off the field and all the rest of it. But Dougie Emery's done a fantastic so job. So, what you're saying now is that Air United, Dundee, Queens Park, and Morton, that's your top four? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Wraith aren't very good. I don't particularly rate Ian Murray. Um, I think Partick Thistle. Well, they've got some decent players, and actually, I like Ian McCall. I think that off the field, the off the field stuff is going to catch up on them, and um, it's not a happy camp at the moment. There's it's a not. Lot, there's a lot going on there. Inverness seems to be. Yeah, I don't know how much longer Billy Dodds has got. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, they are cap- capable of going on a run and maybe pushing for the playoffs. So they'd maybe my outside bet. I would say Inverness. Okay. League One. Dunfermline maintain their lead at the top. With a scrappy 1-1 at home. Listen, our home form has been pretty patchy this year. Luckily, we've got, I think, three away games coming up next. Do you know that Dunfermline fans are not happy at the style of football? It's not great to watch, but James McPaik is doing whatever needs to be done to get promotion. I get that. And you know what? Falkirk fans are delighted with the football that John McGlynn has implemented. <laughs> no, they, they genuinely are. They genu- they're, like he's, they're playing fantastic stuff. And they're scoring and, and, some and, good goals. And where, where are they? Uh, oh, they're, oh, they're waiting. They're down here, Ewan. They're, they're in third. They're miles behind. Because that's what matters, Ewan.
That's what matters. Who's top of the league? But Stephen, there are seven points in it, right? Aye. And there's still a long way to go. We haven't even got to Christmas yet. Listen, there's Dunferm- a long Dunferm- way to go. I'll tell you this right now. Dunfermline, by the time the January transfer window opens, will be top of the league. Right? I don't know by how many points, but Dunfermline will still be top of the league. And when that time comes, Dunfermline will strengthen their squad, kick on, and win the league. At a the hand problem hand. that you have, once the team... Meanwhile, what- sorry you, and meanwhile, Falkirk are releasing begging statements to their fans... Asking them to buy 10-year season tickets, alarm bells should be going. And I'm saying this is not to have a go at Falkirk well, you and, are. and their fans, but I'm telling you, when they start asking for 10-year season tickets and to spend more money in the club shop and all this stuff is vital to John McGlynn and his squad and all the rest of it, there should be alarm bells ringing because that's exactly what happened just before Dunfermline went into administration. I'm telling you, that's exactly what happened. Falkirk fans should be wary. If they're that's three statements in the last month that Falkirk have released, and all of them have been if I was a Falkirk fan, woo, if I was a Falkirk fan, <laughs> God forbid, if I was a Falkirk fan, I would be deeply worried at what's going on because It's not a great sign. It's a terrible sign. And it, I, and I've seen it before. I, I know and, what you're saying. I've been there myself with hearts. I've been there with my club and, and what it's like to go into administration when things go tits up and you've been there with Dunfermline yep. yes it's a worrying situation and I'd heard two years ago when Falkirk dropped down to League One there was a chance that they might it's have gone part two years ago it was three years ago was it three years ago yeah, it was, yeah. no so it's two years ago after. so they expected to go straight back up and they didn't, did and they? And they, they did, down, they stayed they? down, right? But they went up and, the and year then, after. And then, oh, no, 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 no. the second season in League One, yeah. there was a lot of talk going into that season that they might be going part-time, but they decided to stay full-time because they thought they'd get up in the second season, and, and they didn't they, do it. Oh, they didn't do that. They, they didn't, didn't no, do they it. Didn't, did they? And again, there is obviously a worry that the club might not get up because Dunfermline are clearly better at the moment and are seven points clear. So they may well be planning for the future of still being in League One come the end of this season. To be fair, I think that's sensible because that is the likely scenario that Falkirk are going to be in League One. See, I, I think now that Dunfermline probably will win the league, but I also think that Falkirk will be in the playoffs and I think they're better than Hamilton and they're better than Arbroath. I uh, think they go up. Are they better than Airdrie? FC Edinburgh who are above them just now? Are they better than Montrose? I, th- I think ultimately got to the playoff final last year. I think ultimately, I think that Falkirk beat them over two legs, cool. and I think they beat Arbroath and they beat Hamilton as well over two legs. So I think Falkirk, to stay in the playoff position, will ultimately go up. But I think what they're doing is looking at the bigger picture and the possibilities of them staying in League One, so as not to go part time. That's what I think it's about. Personally, we'll see the hilarious crescendo to Falkirk season in the next few months. Oh, I'd love them. I would l- see Kevin Keegan style. I would love it. I would love it if they won the league. And it worked out for Kevin. Ke- oh no, it didn't. <laughs> uh, Kelly Hearts three, Peterhead nil, Montrose nil, Alloa nil, and as I mentioned, FC Edinburgh are now second in the table. And that was after their two 0 win over Clyde. Finally, in League Two of the weekend, struggling Bonnie Rose did manage to pick up a point against top of the table Dumbarton. It was 1-1 there. It was East 5-1, Annan 3, Elgin City 2, Stenhouse Muir 1, 4 for 1, Albion Rovers 0, and Stranraer 3, Stirling Albion 1. So 4 for in Bonnie Rig. Tied on points at the bottom of the table. Albion Rovers a couple of points above them. So Albion Rovers still your pick to win the league there, Ian? Either that or relegation. One okay. of the two. Right, fair enough. Okay. The big- Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Now, sadly, we're not coming on here today with a forfeit for Ewan Cameron because I'll say it very quietly. He was right. Uh, so Michael Beale was appointed as Rangers manager last Monday. Everything that I predicted came true because I have sources in all the right places. If you want to know something, I've got the answers for you. Okay, fair enough. I have I have moles at Ibrox who let me know things. Okay. Who tell me things. Who tip me off. Everything I said about Michael Beale and WhatsApp groups with you two Muppets and what I put on Twitter and what I said on this particular podcast, every single thing that I said came true because of my sources. You can rely on me for all the news when it comes to Rangers Football Club. You done? Alison, 
nobody else is going to shout from the rooftops for me, so I might as well do it for myself. Okay, well, I'm certainly not. Um, can, can, well, would you like to... Can um, I ask you a question? Yes. Is he the real Beal? <laughs> <laughs> is he going to do a good job as Rangers manager? That's what I'm asking. I think he can answer that question. Because he's, un, he's well, that's, a, that's a rubbish answer. Well, he's a, he's untested. He's untried. He really is. I mean, his first job in what? I didn't have you down as a bottler, you and Cameron. His what first bottler answer. Wait, that his is. first position is a football manager at QPR. Listen to me, mate. <laughs> I've got all the answers, mate. Listen to me, me, mate. I was on real radio with Ruffy, mate. His first managerial position was at QPR. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things. He was it, was, it was like that, you know, that meme you get in The Simpsons with the guy that walks in and picks up his hand and walks back with the bar. Grandpa the, yeah. the grandpa comes in and yeah. he walks in. It's a bit like that, QPR. Yeah. So you can't really judge him on what happened at QPR. He got on top of the league and then they dropped to seventh, right? But they were playing good football and they were, they were getting a lot of plaudits. But see, when it comes to championship, loads of teams go through dips and they'll lose four games in a row, three games in a row. Doesn't matter who you are or what you are. That's what the championship is like. You win some, you lose some. It's a topsy-turvy league. But... The pundits thought he was great. The QPR fans thought he was great because the football they were playing, it was attacking, it was attractive, they were scoring goals. And I think the QPR under Beal would have been in and around the playoffs come the end of the season. Will he do a good job at Rangers? Well, you can't really compare the two. Rangers is a massive football club. They've got the pressures of chasing Celtic down. You have made, on this podcast alone today... About nine predictions, but you're not willing to predict whether Michael. But Beale you can't predict. predict. You just did. You have it's consistently throughout this podcast. No, but you no. predicted Dundee would win the league. Yeah, they you will. But you, but you can't predict what Michael Beale's going to do. You so he's unpredictable. So he, he's you can't because I've, I've got nothing to base it on. I've got nothing to base it on. That's never stopped you before. Right, you're asking. It's, right, yes, okay, I'm asking well, you right, right okay, now. Okay, right, you've asked me the yep. question, right, about Michael Beale, right? Yeah. Let me throw it back at you because you work on this podcast as well, mm-hmm. right? What would be your answer to the question you've asked me? I think he'll probably do a good job. And you're basing that on? The fact that he was there before, the players like him, he's clearly got something. When he left Gerard, Gerard looked like a headless chicken at Aston Villa. So he was, I think, and it's been well known that Bill was the sort of brains behind the operation. Yeah, which I've said all along. And I know that the players within Ibrox love him as well. Right. Okay. The players that are still <laughs> and, and, there. And I think and I think that'll take take him a long way. Now, I don't think Rangers are going to win the league. I think Celtic are too far right. ahead. Does he close the gap? Possibly, yeah. Will they be a better team with Michael Beale than they were with Gio? Undoubtedly. Right. Okay, well, but I, I, but right, okay so now all those questions back to you then. I, I think it's a tough one to call. I mean, I do. I mean, I'm sitting on the fence with this one. I really am sitting on the fence with this one. And you know, another thing I'll add in, I think he's taking a calculated gamble that Ange Postacoglu might leave next summer and that might leave Celtic in a worse position than they are now. Because I think if Postacoglu stays, Celtic are only going to get stronger. Now, I don't know. I'm basing that on absolutely nothing, obviously. But I'm just looking if Postacoglu continues to do a good job, say they win a double or something yeah. again this season, then there'll be teams from down south 100%. looking at him, thinking he's a very good manager, we'll take him. And there will be three or four clubs in the Premiership they will be looking for new managers and Postacoglu will be on all of their shortlists. And I think that Michael Beale was thinking, right, OK, once he leaves, that's a time for us to strike, basically. And I, I think that's... I, I, listen, Michael Beale speaks a brilliant game. He is brilliant with the media. He's saying all the things the fans want to hear. You will get behind and, him. And, and the players are going to wear suits to games. They'll wear so, suits which, and is, stuff. which is vital. Well, it's part of the Rangers tradition. It's, oh, it's vital. I mean, they wouldn't win matches otherwise. That's what's been wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, what's that's been what's been wrong. wrong. Aye, they've, they've, they've not been wearing the suits to matches and that's where they've gone wrong, in my opinion. He's I gone mean, back to tradition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and to understand what it is to be a Rangers player yeah. and to play for the club. Right, so you got right. You're waffling. No, I'm not waffling. Uh, you're you're got, obviously ripping the piss out of him because he's he's getting the kid, the kids. I do. He's getting the kids to wear. He's getting the players to wear suits. I think it's. You're, I think it's. No, ludicrous. it's not. I, I think it's. it's I think it's actually. It's, it's, it's pathetic and ludicrous. So, to go back to the first point question that I asked you, is he going to do a good job? Yes or no? Come on, Ewan. You've never sat on the fence on anything in your life before. Yes or no? Will he do a good job? 
If Rangers get the new manager bounce that I expect them to get, not only does he win these first three games before Celtic, he also beats Celtic at Ibrox, cuts the gap to six, and I think it's game on for the title. Okay, dokie, right. At least I think he takes it to the wire. We got something out yet. I think that Rangers take it to the final couple of games to see who wins the league. I think that's the job that he's going to do there. That wasn't so hard, was it, Ian? Well, you've asked me, if you back me in a corner, and I think you will, as you always do, you get a new manager bounce, new fresh ideas. Don't always get a new manager bounce. Generally speaking, you do. No. And you know what? You need to do some analysis on that, I think. I'll tell you another thing. His first game as Rangers manager will be at home at Hibs. You couldn't have picked a better game than Hibs at Ibrox because Hibs are so bad and they've got problems there Willie Johnson so we had a few suggestions about forfeits obviously annoyingly we couldn't do them because you were annoyingly correct so um, some of the suggestions were as follows you can either get you and a Hibs Rangers or Dunfermline top and get them to do a rendition of Simply the Best no I couldn't do that Uh, 10 laps of Easter Road in the buff (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing that either Uh, get them to do a Klinsman dive on the Livingston pitch It's because I hate Livingston. Uh, wax his eyebrows. I've done that before for charity. Have you? Yeah. Uh, get a tattoo of David Gray. David not, Gray, David not, Gray. Not the singer, the guy oh, who scored the winning goal. Not the him. Babylon guy. Not the Babylon guy. What was his other big song? Uh, this Year's Loving. He had a oh, This Year's Love. Is yeah, he had some good songs, David Gray. He did the Hydro, I think it was last year, and he hadn't been around for years and years and years. Turns up the Hydro... He couldn't buy a ticket for Love Nor Money. The guy sold out the Hydro and I only remember uh, two songs. His White Ladder album was uh, one of the biggest selling of the um, 90s and noughties. And the final suggestion was uh, make you and eat a shite. So so you don't have to do any of those things because Michael Beale is indeed... I would only have attempted that if it was was in battered. Okay. Uh, With some salt and sauce. That's that's absolutely repulsive, Ian. One of the worst things you've said in this podcast. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right, last week we asked you which footballers, managers, referees, pundits would feature if Scottish football were a supermarket. There were rules. Ewan had banned any food-based suggestions this time round, so let's see if you stuck to his silly little rules. Here are the best and worst suggestions from you lot. Lubo Marav Checkout. <laughs> Timothy, where do I find the nappies? <laughs> Shamal George Clothing <laughs> That's from John Green That's very good I like that uh, Aldi Halliday Obviously Asta Postacoglu From uh-huh. John Crawford uh, Jack Timson Jack Timson Timson Jack Simpson Yeah but you don't Rangers. get You don't get Timpsons In a supermarket no, a, you no you don't Trust me No you I'm don't a, Yes you do Right you can Go and name me The, the, the chain of supermarkets Morrison's Tesco no, they don't. Tesco Silverburn. No, they don't. Morrison's, Morrison's where we live has a Silverburn. Yeah. Has a, sorry, Tim. No, it doesn't. No, it really doesn't. I have been throughout my... Wait, wait, We have discussed Timpsons on this show. Yeah, we have. I know we have. What Timpsons do you think I go to? Not in Tesco's. At Morrison's? No, you don't. Yes, I do. Mate, it might be in the shopping mall or the retail park that you go to. It's not. It's not in... Morrison's itself. It there, is. No, I it have, is. It's I, in this as you go in on the left hand side. I have been. You go through right, the Morrison's. Right. You're, I, I go to Morrison's, I go to Tesco, I go to Asset. There's no Timpsons in there. What, what does that say? Yeah, but that could what be a Timpsons anywhere. What does that say right there? Timpsons at. Hold on, let me read that. Timpsons at. Oh, it says Timpsons and Morrison's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. Right, I've yeah. never seen a Timpsons in any supermarket in my life. Is that just a Glasgow thing? I've no, got no idea. Because there's loads of examples of it. No, there isn't, because I'm in Falkirk. I'm in Edinburgh, right? And between the two... Oh, well, that's it then. Right? There is, I've, n- I've been in Tesco's loads, as does Sainsbury's. There's a, Timson, uh, there's a Timpsons at the Jewel Asda in Edinburgh. I've been. Is that? Yeah. I've been you know in the, there. You know the big Asda Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Timpsons. Inside it? Yes. There's a Boots inside it? I've seen that. There's a Timpsons. Okay, moving on. Jesus. Which one in Glasgow did you go to? The Morrisons? And there's another one at Silverburn Tesco as well. No, Ma- which one in Morrisons did you go I can go and have a look. The one that you drive past on the way home. Right, I'm going to pop in there and have a look. Let's not give out my fucking address on the show, please. <laughs> you don't live at... <laughs> well, do you? I do! Fucking! Yeah. How many houses are there? Also, There's so many houses. No one cares, mate. No one's gonna be like, "Oh, that's where Stephen Miller." Get that fucking edit. <laughs> uh, 
Malik Tillman. That's from Simon as well. That's good. Uh, Andy Halla Dairy Isle. Is it called the Dairy Isle? I don't think it is. What is it called? I think it, when you look at the sign above there, it says yogurt. Da- oh, it does say dairy. Dairy, yeah. yeah. Uh, that is... Are you... <laughs> That's from Chris McKechnie. Unexpected Ange in the bagging area. Yeah. It's from Stevie1133. Or 1133. I'm not entirely sure. What would that number mean? Or is that just... I don't know. Yeah. Ayl Berkovich. Ah, I like that. Self-Scandy Halliday. Say Wait. again. Self-Scandy Halliday. Oh, self scan uh, Michael but- Beal De- Michael Beal Meal Deal Jesus <laughs> from Paul Rankin what's your favourite meal deal let's not no but we have to I mean everyone's got a favourite meal deal do you go for the crisps or a bar of chocolate crisps crisps every time so am I every time right what juice you going for I, I like Iron Brew Extra or a Coke Zero mate I'm the same yeah. the exact, I never go for the full fat we're like two peas in a pod we are and then let's go for the sandwich uh, are you going for a sandwich or a wrap I'd sometimes go for you know the wee chicken fajita wraps that you get yes I'm the same sometimes chicken Caesar salad mm-hmm. as well in a wrap it's lovely yeah. what would you have producer Callum no one cares Callum. no one cares no, no one. the people people obviously do care chicken because bacon salt and vanilla crisps and probably a Lucas Aid Oh, Lucasaid, how bizarre. That's very odd. Yeah. Retro. Yeah. Lucasaid. You only drink that when you're in hospital. Or if you're hungover. Aye. Which is... I just like the juice. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, like, nobody likes Lucasaid. Really but washing no, it no. down with a sandwich. Oh, no. Uh-huh. No. Be, sorry, what, there'd be the other way around. You'd wash down the sandwich with... You don't wash down Lucasaid with a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but Lucasaid is just a strange drink to have with a sandwich and a packet of crisps. That was yeah. from Paul Rankin. Uh, George Samarazda... Nah, that's from George Burns. No, we're not having that. Uh, Shopping Trolley McBurney. Shopping Trolley McBurney. Trolley Ollie McBurney. Trolley Ollie, yeah. A bag for East Fife. (laughs) (laughs) That's from Larky, quite like that. Uh, Shoplift Terry Butcher. Shoplift Terry Butcher. Shoplift Terry... What? Shoplift Terry Butcher. It's from Sean the Jag. Sean the Jag, mate, you're Uh, rubbish at this. More Rice Edu. More ice, more ice, more, more rice. More well, that, that's food though. That's food. Yeah, so sorry. Bang. Do you want to start about Morissetti? Yeah. He was the last Rangers player to play in the last 16 of a tournament. Apart from maybe Borna Barisic. It's a great start. Well done. <laughs> glad, glad you interjected for that, intern Callum. That was good. Brilliant. Do I just retire and just give the podcast to Callum? That was so good. I enjoyed that so much. That was great. What a start. I actually moved to the edge of my seat there waiting for that. Aye. And that was like, yeah. there's a low bar in this podcast, but that's probably the worst thing that's ever been said. Like, it was oh. terrible. Wow. Davey Cooper. Cooper. Davey, no. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Garter Nickers. <laughs> Do you think they really understood the premise? No, that was just somebody wanting to make a pun about Cameron Carter Nickers, I think. Uh, Can do- you get. Garters in a supermarket uh, in the clothing area. I would imagine so. Would there be would there be George Garters? I'm not so sure. Can you just riff because Stephen's had to go out and cough? He's going to stay outside to cough. Yes, yeah, so if you can just riff while he's doing that. What do you want me to riff about? What's your favourite kind of knickers? <laughs> <laughs> it's alright, he's back. We're keeping that in, by the way. No, we're not. I run the edit. We're absolutely not. (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) Uh, Dante Pavlova. Nah, food. Doesn't get in. WPL soccer guy. Would a manager please come to the customer civil service stroller's (laughs) desk? (laughs) I mean, Tesco. Every Andy Little helps. From Davey1875. It's good. Andy Little loved that one as well. I Andy hear he Little. tweeted us. Yeah, he got he got mentioned a few times. Uh, Joe Cart from Ricky Spence. Joe Cart. He actually wrote underneath that Joe Hart just in case you and doesn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, nice, and nice, exactly. Yeah, Joe Hart. Oh, Joe Hart, Joe Cart. Uh, Wal Martin Hardy. Wal Martin Hardy. Wal Martin. Wal Martin. What's Wal Martin? Wal Mart. Wal Mart. The parent company of Asda, or used to be. We don't have Walmart in the UK. What are you talking about? We didn't. We didn't restrict it to UK supermarkets, did we? 
Well, it's clearly a UK supermarket. So I didn't know what the hell was going on there. Walmart and Martin Hardy. I'm thinking Asda, Sainsbury's, Tesco's, Aldi's, Lidl's, Co-ops, Waitrose. Scott Meds, Waitrose. Darren, Darren Barkle. Is it a Walmart in the UK? Doubt it. No. It's from Michael M. Uh, Bonnie Rig Waitrose from Fatboy77. Super Demarcus, Demarket Beasley. Cameron Couter Vickers. Does that count? that better? Yeah. I, I wish we'd included food items because these are rubbish. That's from Smith, 1873. Bobo Ba Aldi. Yeah. It's from Alan Daly. Terry Butcher Counter. Big TX Go. Big TS Go. Oh, God. Who's that? Big what? Big 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 TX Go. These ones are so bad. These are so bad. Smiley face. The, the only thing is, I'm so glad you came in with your fact earlier on because it's lifted these <laughs> to sound better than that was. Aldi McCoist from Lewis Smith. Ian McCall, Scott Sparfield, which is not bad. Alex in Paris. Uh, Scott Alex Mid- in where? Paris. That's the name of the person that sent them in. Yeah. It's not a. He's in Paris. Uh, uh, that's his name Alex in Paris Alex in Paris as in he's in Paris well that's the way this is written in front of me so he's actually in Paris listening to this rubbish uh huh he must be bored Scott Midbane from Alan Coote Joe Club Cardle Joe Club Cardle oh do you know what I don't have a club card right and it really do your shopping every single weekend in Tesco I do why you not got a club card I don't have a club card because see when you go into Tesco and they're like Oh, you can have this item for 72 pence with the club card. Otherwise, it's £7.55. <laughs> My wife does a club card, right? And she was able to get last year from all her club card points, she was able to get a, a, a what do you call the, the pad things? The pad things that you read off? An no. iPad? No, not an iPad. A What's, Kindle. What is, it? what is it? A Kindle. That thing. She was she she actually had so many club points that she was able to get a Kindle, and also she's had a kettle from her points, and also an um, uh, uh, a toaster from her points. So it's worth doing, but I've never done it. Was that story worse than mine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, at one point, I thought it was going to be, but but no, it wasn't. Oh, no, 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 that is no. you've said the lowest. But do you, do you have a club card? I don't uh, shop at Tesco, so I don't. Um, clean up on Kyle Four or KL Four. Oh God, these are so bad. Uh, Trolley Erwin. Trolley. That's from Mark Thompson. Can we end this now? No. Bargain. This is your fault. Bargain Binverness. <laughs> bargain Binverness. Uh, or Bargain Bin Inverness. Football team. Tory Andre Flozen Foods. <laughs> John McCormack. <laughs> Fraser Isle Fivey. It's from Adam McDonald. An Impulse Bye Bye Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and Bye Bye Celtic, obviously. Uh, that's from Kenny Burgess. And Liel Abazda from G Man. Brian Riceland from John Thompson. Harold Bratbag for Life from Dave. And uh, yeah, that concludes probably the worst one that we've done. And I'm just looking at what we're we doing. That's you, have pick, you have to pick a winner for that one first. I don't know if there's any winners in that. I would say an impulse bye bye Rangers. I think that's I think that's the winner. Well done, Kenny. But just oh, anti Rangers agenda continues. Or Tory Andre Frozen Foods. See, he's balanced out now. Balanced <laughs> out. So you can't say anything there. What are we doing this next week for? <laughs> this is stupid. You did this for Halloween as well, and it's like you're doing it to troll me. So. <laughs> Next week, if Scottish football were Christmas... Eh, it's too early. It's too early. It's not even our final... Our final podcast is in two weeks' time before the yeah. Christmas break. So why are we not doing that at that time? Because people feel festive. I don't feel festive. Do you I'd, feel festive? I'm not yet there. We put the Christmas tree up at the weekend. And even though it looks really pretty and nice, it still doesn't feel like Christmas. I think it's because I've not yet watched Die Hard. I watched Die Hard last week. And you didn't feel festive I after watched, watching it. I actually watched Die Hard 2 last night as well. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. But yeah, when I watched Die Hard or Home Alone or The Muppets Christmas Carol with a Christmas tree in the corner of the living room, then I start to feel a wee bit festive. But I think it's a wee bit early. But then again, the podcast is a week from today. We might feel more festive, so it'll work. 
The 12th of December. Stop. It's in 12 days from Christmas, you so know. yeah, it kind of works as well, mate. 13, 13 days. No, but you know what I'm getting at. The 12th oh, yeah, day yeah, of Christmas, my true love gave to me. I'm starting 12 days of Christmas, a day early. Right, okay. So yeah, I think it might work, actually. So I think Thank that's you. not too bad now that I've thought about it. For example, Brussels Latipi, under the party thistletoe, <laughs> figgy gordon pudding, that's really bad. If you Cur- thought the supermarkets were bad, Curtis, Curtis Manger. Curtis Manger. Oh, I loved that song when I was a kid. Noel. Manger. Noel. Noel Hadjouf. Can I sing way in a manger? Go ahead. Tweet your suggestions at Big Football Scott on Twitter. Oh, search mate. for the Big Scottish Football Podcast on Facebook and Instagram uh, for next week. Way in a manger, no crib for the rain. The little Lord Jesus. How do you think that goes? That the Wayne. No crib for the Wayne. No crib for the Wayne. That's not what they say. It's not the line. It's not what they say. It's my line. No crib for the wane The little Lord Jesus Lay down his sweet head I love thee Lord Jesus Oh the nice guy Little Lord Jesus Asleep on the hay it's actually not the best um, hymn if we're going down that road, um, because I don't know if you're familiar with Colours of Day. Do what? You remember, do you remember singing that one when you were at school? It's a sort of a electro version that I found. This is called Colours of Day, and you'll have sang this. Yeah, I did. They're singing about returning there, but he's yet to return. It's been many years. It's not getting that. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> hurtling towards the end of the podcast, and we don't need a complaint from the Church of Scotland, please. Uh, so the World Cup, uh, Australia slash Scotland are out after getting beat by Argentina the other night. Um, they put up a not bad fight actually against Argentina. You and Cameron, what did you think? <sighs> I thought Argentina were brilliant in the second half and they were comfortable and then Australia get that fluky goal. I mean, the goal out of nowhere. And then Martinez makes a great save. 97th minute. Yeah. Last kick save. of the game from that 18-year-old lad. Can I just say, the Hearts defender, Kyle Rawls, mm-hmm. he had an outstanding World Cup and alongside him, Harry Souter, outstanding World Cup. He's one that got away. Do you think so? Oh, a nightmare. He's really good. And he's only just come back from a Is year he better out. than his brother? Yes. Based on his World Cup performances, the boy was outstanding. I did see lots of chat of people slagging off Steve Clark and, and for a change, it wasn't coming from you, you and Cameron, it was coming from other people saying, oh, this just goes to show that if you pick players for the Scottish Premiership, you can do well. I mean, obviously, discounting the fact that Australia have to play like Taiwan to qualify and we have to play actual decent teams um, so if you take that out of the equation hold on a minute Australia did knock out Peru to get to the World Cup Peru in a one-off playoff match and they were fifth in the South American group yeah. with Brazil and Which Argentina it, Uruguay Colombia you name it they were there Paraguay and they finished fifth they had a good side with players all over Europe in the big league and Australia knocked them out so if you would take a playoff a one-off playoff against Peru every time to qualify for the World Cup you think Scotland would never qualify We'd have a good chance. Exactly, we'd have a good chance. Yeah. So, thank you very much. Um, so, top performing Scottish bass player at the World Cup so far? I think it's Kyle Rolls. Oh, shut up. I think it's Kyle Rolls. It's not. He's been outstanding at centre-half for Australia. I'm not just saying as a Hearts fan. I think no. he's been outstanding. I think Maida's been good at um, Celtic forward for Japan. Yeah. I think he's been very, very good. He was great in that first game. 
didn't play in the second game because I thought they underestimated Costa Rica then he comes in against Spain he ran them ragged with his pace and his energy and his enthusiasm so he's been good and do you know a fact about Kyle Rose he is the last now let me get this right in time Calm. he would have been he played in the last 16 mm-hmm. and Morris Edu was the last player to play in the last 16 um, who was based in Scotland? Is that He's playing for Rangers? At the play, time. Playing for Rangers at the time, um, but but apart from uh, Borna Barisic, who He's might, not played yet. He's not played yet, but he might play for Croatia. So might. he might play. So good fact. It's Croatia the day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are they playing again? Japan. Oh, that's right. And Brazil are playing South Korea. Right. Brazil, South Korea. So, it's all. Can we, so, so I, I think that Kyle Rolls has been the best Scottish based player at the World Cup. Maida, probably a close second. Who else? Harry Sewer has been great. He's kind of like the one that got away. He's, 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 we can claim him even last though he plays for Australia. Last time I checked, Stoke wasn't in Scotland. Yeah, not, not based in Scotland. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. So, so, so technically, Harry Sewer has no connection with Scotland because he's, nah, he's, he's, he's Australian and plays in England. Right, who else has been better than Kyle Rolls Aziz and Maida? Who? Aziz Behic. Who? The fullback at Dundee United? Yep. Because he had one good run against Argentina. That what a goal that would have been, though. I mean, it would have been one of the all-time great World Cup goals had he scored it. But Martinez, a Man United centre-half, has made a tackle from nowhere to stop that being one of the best goals in World Cup history. But anyone can have that moment in their life. It doesn't make them a better player at the World Cup than Kyle Rolls his name's not Kyle it's just Kai great start Kai Rolls there you go right he's been the best Scottish based player of that World Cup I'm not going to argue with you whatever why did you even bring it up you I fud <laughs> can we talk about England I live with Stephen so I didn't watch the game last night I watched a bit of the first half but I was in the room next to the living room you could hear him a, a very, very angry man. Here's an interesting stat when it comes to England at this World Cup, right? Not just this World Cup, but in all the World Cups since 2006. It's, stat. it's a really interesting stat. This is who England have beaten since the 2006 World Cup, right? They've at, beaten at World Cups. At World Cups. We're not talking Euros, just at World Cups. This is who England have beaten. Tunisia, Panama, Colombia, Sweden, Slovenia, Paraguay, Trinidad, Ecuador, Iran... Wales, Senegal. They haven't been anyone of note in any of the World Cups since 2006. At this World Cup, they've beaten Iran, Wales and Senegal and they're screaming, it's coming home. However, can I also point out that I think England have got a very, very good squad of players. And for me, they're probably the most balanced squad of players at the World Cup. I think that's... I think from defence right through to attack, they've got... A is well-balanced ha- squad. Wait, 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 can I make no, my no, point? No, no, no. No, no, no you can't. No, you've right. made your point. Is Harry Maguire getting into the France squad? Is Harry Maguire getting into the Brazil squad? Is Harry Maguire getting into the Spain squad? Is Harry Maguire getting into the Argentina squad? I think that Harry Maguire possibly gets into the Brazil squad. I think he possibly gets into the French squad. I think you're... You in... Absolutely. Spain, because uh, they're playing Rodri at centre half, who's a midfielder. I think Harry Maguire's had a good. Hold on a second. I think the Harry Maguire's had a good World Cup. Ha, did he's you he's been solid. First half hour last night? Well, I gave mean, the ball was, away about three times. John Stones, was, right John Stones was worse than him last night. I, I, but, I, don't, but I, don't, read, said, I don't read John Stones either. The reason England won't win the World Cup and the reason that France will beat them comfortably on Saturday <laughs> is because France have the best player in the world in Kylian Mbappe. It's not a one man show, though, is it? It sometimes is. Um, if, if, you, if you stop Mbappe, you're telling me that England win that game. Who's stopping Mbappe? No, I'm just saying if they do. They won't. No, that's not my question. You're telling me that. They've got the best player in the world, so mm. that's the reason why France are going to win this game against England. If England somehow stop Mbappe, did England win that match? No, because that's still... Under no circumstances did England beat France on Saturday. I, I don't think so, because see the list that you've just read? Yes, yes. Yeah. England bottle it against the big teams, as has been shown time and time again. Yes. And if England can't control the midfields, which they won't on Saturday, because I think they will. I, I, don't I, think, think I, think, I actually think they've got a better midfield than France because all France's best players, uh, Conte, you think Declan um, Rice Pogba, would get a, game, get a game for France? Yes, I, I think, think he does. I, I think you're off I think your it, I, 
Uh, Chamani's a brilliant player, but he's young. He's inexperienced. He's 22. So, he, he got the big move to Real Madrid. He says, don't get me wrong, he's a good player. But I think that Rice and Henderson... Wait, wait, wait a second. No, but Billingham is, Billingham is supporting Harry Kane. I think that Rice and Henderson give England a proper, solid base to work from which allows Foden and Saka and Bellingham to do their best work forward all I'm saying is I think it's a closer game than you think I didn't think that England looked very solid with Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson in the middle for the first 35 minutes yesterday to the point where the commentators were starting to moan and grumble about how poorly England were playing, how they couldn't keep the ball. Now, that's fine against Senegal. Senegal, who are missing two of their best players, by the way, and Manny and uh, uh, the boy Feverton, what's his name? Uh, uh, Idris Gay. Yes. Yeah. So, missing their two best players, basically. Um, they still created three golden opportunities. Yeah. Senegal. Mm-hmm. Didn't take them. No. If that's Mbappé there are at least two goals there. So and and, and I, I, I don't think that England are good enough not to give up any chances against France. And if France get chances, they'll score goals. I'm going to throw this out there. On Saturday night, whoever wins between England and France wins the World Cup. Uh, well, I think, yeah, I think France have got a really good chance of winning the World Cup. I think, I think England or France win the World Cup. That's who's winning it. But as I say, I think France have got a great chance. I wouldn't rule out England. Honestly, mate, don't be fooled into thinking that France are going to walk this one. I don't think they do. I think this could go all the way. I think England are actually playing the tournament really well. They are. You're you're so contrary. What do you mean contrary? You've been going on about how rubbish Holland have been. They are rubbish. So how are England playing the tournament really well and Holland aren't? No, I think England will be better than Holland. Put Holland to beat USA 3-1, who England could only draw against. Like, you know what I mean? You're just, you're, you're just being contrary now. No, I'm not being contrary. I prefer I'm... the Ewan Cameron who sat in the fence and didn't make any predictions <laughs> than Michael Beale. That was much better, right? Let's move on to the other big story from yesterday, which, What's of that? course, over in Spain... Oh... Oh, it was the friendly Royal Rumble. Yeah, the Civic Slam. <laughs> I'm not even reading out that other pun that you've attempted there. I thought it was good. Let me read it for you. Yeah, Hearts of Mid to Heavyweight. <laughs> nah. So it was Hearts against Almeria. It was abandoned because of a fight breaking out on the pitch. You and Cameron, explain yourself. What do you want me to say? Explain your thug outfit to everyone else. Hearts defended themselves. The players on the bench got out to protect and to stand by their teammates and they're absolute thugs. No, isn't he? If this was another team, you'd be called. Did you watch did you watch it? I did see it and I saw the wee clip that somebody put up and it seemed to be the only clip of the incident and it had like a sort of Asian cam girl in the corner. Did you see that as well? No, I didn't see that, no. Very odd, very odd. Anyway. Do you think that hearts were in the wrong there? Absolutely. So if that it, had been... It's, in a, a, it's a gentleman's game. They should have... A gentleman's they game. They should have shaken... We're not playing tennis. What they, are you talking about? They should have shaken hands... Shut up. ...and gone with the game. Oh, shut up. In case you missed this, right? Yeah, go and explain it. Hearts were playing Almeria, Spanish side, and a friendly. We friendly. And it wasn't very friendly. No, it wasn't. It was a 35 minutes in the, into the first half. And Hearts started fighting. No, they didn't. They had what, knuckle what, dusters. Right, what led to the fight? They had... What led to the fight? Just Hearts' bloodthirstiness, basically. <laughs> Their thirst for blood. And they decided to... We're going to pick on these poor wee Spanish people. And they started <laughs> chucking stuff at them. That's rubbish. They started pouring water. That's nonsense. Head, started pinging elastic bands at them and stuff like that. And then it all hell broke loose because obviously the Spanish players were like, well, we need to stick up for ourselves against these big Scottish bullies. Your imagination is running wild, mate. And it was just, you know, it's, I've watched football for a long time now. It's probably one of the most disgraceful scenes that I've ever seen in football. And I can't believe that you and sitting here making excuses for it. Being a, Did you see the challenge? Being a violence apologist. In Did the you see there. the challenge? I would expect my teammates and I expect a reaction like that for this, this challenge. Just, 
on the Hearts player utterly disgusting well, behaviour S- Stephen Mill I think your imagination is running wild here yeah. and you're talking absolute nonsense you're painting a picture there that is not only true it is defamatory who um, is the hardest team in Scottish football Who's the hardest team in Scottish football? What, yeah. right now? Yeah. Hearts on the evidence of that yeah. game yesterday. Uh, but no, we're not talking about, you know, we're talking about actual, like, that was sort of the below-the-bell violence they were doing. <laughs> that would have been, been abandoned in an actual fight. See, if we were out, you, me, and intern Callum, yeah. and somebody doing Socky Hall Street did a slight tackle, elbowing me in the face, <laughs> jumping up for a header or whatever, right? You, 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 I would. That would be the most hilarious thing that had ever happened in my no, life. No, you, you, you. I would, be, I would shake that person's no, hand. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. I'm telling you, you're doing this for comedy effect. I know what you're doing here, right? But in all seriousness, you would if, be. If you were walking down the street and somebody slight tackled you, <laughs> I would love that. That would be the best no, thing ever to happen in my you life. You too would be in their face. Protecting me, yes, your pal. Yes, mate, yes. <laughs> no, no, he's been asking for that for <laughs> years That's and a years. lie. That's a lie. That's a lie because so, I would be there. Uh, I'd have your back, mate. Imagine. I would have your back in turn, Callum. I'd have your back, Stephen, and I'm sure that you so two good. would have my back as well. Initially, you might have a wee giggle, then you'd realise the seriousness of it. <laughs> when I jump up with my broken leg and I can't walk properly, then that's when you're going to react right. and you're going to stand up for me and my honour. Can I just say You would If you ever see Ewan in the street Slide tackle me <laughs> If you were to slide tackle Ewan in the street it, And film it It, it would honestly I, I, th- I think I could the, the podcast could end Then basically If you see me near Timson's And I'm, and I'm Orison's Feel free to slide tackle me Cool I can't believe I've just said that oh, To people That'd be right so good That just like In the supermarket anywhere Just slide tackle them me getting get my fruit salad from the, the fridge at Tesco so how close to a million listens downloads have we got <laughs> producer Callum do you have a drum roll do I have a drum roll your drum roll please oh, that's pathetic it's not a great drum roll is it is that pathetic it? well that, that, that pathetic drum roll says we've got pathetic listening figures uh, yeah it does that doesn't bode well no oh it's another well, I'll play it twice Still bad. It's just as bad. It sounds like the start of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Can you genuinely not find a better one than that? Is that all we have? That's all we've got. I'm just going to keep... Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Just put me out of misery. The Big Scottish Football Podcast. Episode 20, this is. And since we've released all of our episodes, 19 episodes, because one seems to have gone missing, there have been... In fact, do you want to put a guess in each? Oh, we'll see who's closer. Good. We'll see who's closer. I have never a clue where to begin with this. I would go. Was well, is this? Is this? Is this just total listens? Total listens. Total listens. I would go total listens in over nineteen episodes. Twenty. Well, is this? Well, we're not counting this one. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I will say thirty-five thousand. Oh, more than that. I'm more than that. I'll go for one hundred and fifty thousand. Shut up! Shut up! Would you be pleased with more than one hundred and fifty thousand? It's no more than one hundred fifty thousand. Definitely not. I can tell you that we've had. 229,442 listens of this podcast since it started. So nearly a quarter of a million listens. Wow. Wow, indeed. People have no taste. I think we're shite. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> this has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you to you, you and Cameron. Thank you. And thank you to you all for listening, all 229,000 of you. you well, thanks for getting in touch. You almost gave me a thanks there. I know, exactly. And he chose not to. Can I say, because this is a part of the show where there's 25 a, seconds. any other business, Yeah. there is no podcast without intern Callum, and I'd just like to thank you, my friend, for being there from the beginning. Thank you, my man. Love Great. you. Love you. Don't Love forget you. to thank subscribe you, to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss a podcast. Keep an eye on our socials for if Scottish football yeah. were kitchen. Uh, no, it's not kitchen. If it were Christmas, yeah. intern Callum wrote the wrong <laughs> thing. There you go. Classic. See you next week. Bye-bye.